Hello, and welcome to the Mighty Mom Podcast. I am Kaylee McClellan. And I'm Katie Oster. We are two moms on a journey to remember and care for the women we are within. Join us each week as we dig deep, explore the tools and concepts that will reconnect us to our power within and help us grow and shift through the thick of mom life. Let's give it a whirl. Awesome. How's it going? Hey! I am so happy to see your sweet face and talk to you again. I know. I know. Yeah. A whole week has gone by. What the heck, right? <laughs> <laughs> Too long. <laughs> For sure. What's been new in your world? Oh, gosh. Like, so much, actually. So much exciting things have happened. God, and what's that? Fill me in. Ooh, will do. Um, yeah, I feel like, especially since our last conversation, mm-hmm. this is just like, this theme of motherhood calling me to embrace the magic, right? Mm-hmm. The magic in the moment and the magic that like lives inside, right? Woohoo! I love it. Yeah. This crazy thing happened between Isla and I, uh, crazy good on the weekend. And as you know, I'm starting to like kind of dabble with the tarot cards mm-hmm. and I just really find them very interesting. Sure. And yeah, for me, it's like this, just this kind of medicine too, to just kind of open up what you already already really know, right? They're yeah, it's like a tool in, right? And I feel like everybody has different tools that help them self-reflect and find insight and, and understand situations or themselves better. And I think a big part is just figuring out what kind of your root is in like inwards and if tarot and and angel cards and things like that is something that speaks to you then frig why not have fun with it and see where it can take you because it takes you inwards really right so there's no yeah. harm in that mm-hmm. that's exactly exactly and I love that you say that figuring out what works for you and it really does for me it brings me in and it just helps kind of uncover some like just all the other crap that's in the way right Mm -hmm. so this weekend I had an issue on my mind I'm like okay I gotta turn those cards man I need some help with this Mm -hmm. and I was with me and of course mommy see mommy do she's very interested in what I'm interested in but I think also because and actually this is what this situation confirmed we're just you know there's a lot of synchronicity between the two of us right of course yes so I'm reluctant to let her play with my cards because she still likes to mash them and bend them and ruin them. Mm-hmm. And that kind of throws you off if you're always picking up the bent card or whatever, right? So I'm like, okay, well, you can have the guidebook. Mommy's going to play with these cards and mm-hmm. you go have the guidebook. And actually, it was kind of a bribe to go pee. You go pee and I'll give you the guidebook. So she goes to the bathroom and she's got her little book. <laughs> and I sit on the couch and I'm sitting with my cards and I ask my question and I shuffle and I turn over a card and just as I turn over the card, Isla yells or proclaims from the bathroom, mommy, what's this unicorn page? That was the exact card I had just flipped over. No. Yes. And I was like, oh, mind blown. What? And what did the card have to say? So I'll delve into that one too. So it is this unicorn 
mm-hmm. on a card and it's the seven of fire. And I go in and I tell Isla, I said, Isla, do you know what just happened? You opened up this page and I, mommy just flipped over the exact same card in the other room. I said, what do you think this means? Whatever, right? Just see what she says for fun. She goes, it means that you're the leader, mommy. Mind blown again. Like, what? Like, how do you, she can't read. She's three and a half. That's just the first thing that came to her mind. And when I see that card, to me, it is taking a leap of faith. It's this unicorn on a rock that's just kind of like, right, embracing the magic. Like you just. Exactly. Hello. And yeah, just not caring what anybody else thinks, just leading their own path, being the mother freaking unicorn mm-hmm. and just, you know, boldly doing what they do and mm-hmm. believing in, even if others don't believe, believing in what they are and what they have and what they do, mm-hmm. whatever, right? It's beautiful. And like kids represent that in so many ways, right? Because they haven't been like bogged down with the like, that's not real. You can't believe that. That doesn't actually happen. Like, so they're ones that truly embrace, I think, the embodiment of like a unicorn because they just don't have those filters yet to see through, like, right? Yep. Exactly. There's no crap in the way, mm-hmm. much less crap in the way anyway. Right. And right. so that was just like, okay, so tarot really is for me. It's sure. real. Yeah, for this both was, of you, clearly. I, right? <laughs> and just how connected. I am to my daughter if, and, and the tarot and how we all are. And, and maybe she has messages other ways. I'm not saying that she's a psychic or a tarot reader. And maybe she will be, but just that, like, just that trio connection was just yeah. made me realize. Because what she likes to say a lot lately when she gets upset, and I think it's a mirror of what I say to her too, but um, most of the time when she's upset, she likes to come back at me whether or not it's what I perceived to the situation to be. She says, you're not listening to me, mommy. I don't think in most cases that there was even something I wasn't listening to, but she likes to come back to me with that argument. Right. right. And I think it's even the subtle things like you're just not paying attention or I'm just trying to give you a message, mommy, and you're not picking up on it. Sure. Right? That's kind of what kind of comes through for me and just mm-hmm. to trust and listen and just slow down and be with her in the moment and yeah I think that's a big one and just to like to share in the experiences you know like um I went for a massage yesterday and I was talking to like the masseuse or whatever and she's like oh like we were talking about self-care and all that and and she's like yeah you're a mom like you know you always put everybody first and you know we forget to take care of ourselves yada 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 she kind of went on that tangent because it is really like the anthem of motherhood we just you know, give, give, give and whatnot. And we kind of like kept the, just uh, taking the conversation a bit further. And she's like, you know, it's such a gift to show your kids that you prioritize yourself and that you take care of yourself and that you take that time aside and then you have more to give, you know? And it's just even cooler to really like involve them in our self-care practices. And I think a lot of the time I'm like, I can only take care of myself when Phoenix is not around. Yep. But that's why, why am I feeling that? Like I need to start 
you know, I would love to start um, doing like meditation and stuff with him around. And even though it might be a little bit different than if I were to be doing it in my, you know, dark, quiet room or whatever, it's just neat for him to become aware of these practices as well. Because man, they absorb so much more than I think we know. Um, So why not start introducing these little practices in the tarot and involving them in these, you know, um, to see how it affects them and stuff. It's like kind of exciting. It is. It's like inviting them in on the magic, but they're also, they're also our greatest teachers too, right? They are the magic. And sometimes they're hella frustrating, but at the same time, I agree. I think that's it, right? Like it's not the same kind of medicine as when I get to do it by myself, Yeah, but there's a different kind of medicine and being like, okay, I can't get away to maybe do this right now without having Isla around. Or sometimes I just want to bring her in on the magic too. I want to see how she takes to it, what she likes, and it's exposing her and showing her this is how I care for myself. I have sat and tried to meditate in the middle of like a shit storm. Like, okay, fine. You know what? You freak out. I need to get in my green zone. I'm going to meditate. And you know what? Sometimes it catches her off guard. She's like, wait a minute. She's You're not freaking out? You're not yeah. reacting like, to me? What are you doing, mommy? What's this? And then she'll sit down and pretend to meditate with me. And that is the fucking cutest thing in the whole world. And she's like, okay. And I meditate because she's so expressive. Like she's just has so much animation. Right. <laughs> that right. little body and that little face. So it's, yeah, it's ridiculously cute. Mm-hmm. I love that. Cause I think, you know, just going back to the kind of tagline that we've embraced a lot is finding the calm in the chaos. And I think that mm. in the chaos is like the key part in that because we try so hard to like control so many things. Right. And the reality is there's so much we can't control. And how do we learn how to work within that to also care for ourselves? Because I agree, like we need to honor ourselves and take care of ourselves. And sometimes escaping and and taking that time away isn't always possible. Um, so how can we even do that within it and involve our kids and, and stuff like that in the process of taking care of ourselves? Like I'm all for taking nights away and time away. Like, don't get me wrong, but, um, there is merit in trying to do that in the moments too, even just breathing and showing them that when they're frustrated, they can breathe. Like, you know, like Phoenix is in a hitting phase and it's like, you know, my immediate reaction is to just tell him no, like no hitting, like stop, you know? But then I'm like, okay, maybe I need to be like, okay, you're clearly frustrated and you're now hitting as just a means of expressing. So what else can we do when we're frustrated? Yeah. Like trying to just see things in a different perspective. Like, okay, let's work on a different tool than hitting. Let's try to breathe. He might not get it um, until the like a thousand and tenth time, but it's worth (laughs) a try. (laughs) Well, and you know, that's it really. Like, this is why I need to turn to different tools that work for me for my medicine because yeah, control is effing hard for me. And that is definitely my biggest challenge is trying to let go. And like you say, our, the ultimate way we teach our children is through showing them. We can say 
until we're blue in the face. And especially when it comes to, because Isla also still has this, like her body just gets so supercharged and she just has to thrash it out when she gets frustrated. And especially with me, I don't really like, if I'm around or if it's just me and her, I'm going to get kind of like the fallout in like daycare or with other people she's the model child and and i get it because i'm intense too so when we both get together we're both just kind of like fueling each other totally. and sometimes it turns into a shit storm and sometimes i'm able to find the lesson in the moment or the calm and the chaos to try something different and really if i show her or if we do something together mm-hmm. those are the things that i see her like Okay, I'm in my red zone, mommy. I'm gonna take some breaths. Or <sighs> she'll just kind of remember what we did mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. to help reset. And mm-hmm. still, sometimes helps a little bit. Sometimes it helps a lot. Sometimes it helps not at all. Mm-hmm. But there's still so many things to learn and try. Oh yeah, and, and it's yeah. forever evolving, right? And like, yeah. I think we need to release a bit of the pressure on ourselves to like have it all figured out and to be the end all be all for our kids. Cause that's not fair either. Like, yeah. you know, we were talking briefly, uh, just a few minutes ago about the unicorn and them having no filter. The reality is they will get filters and that's okay. Yeah. You know, like there's no avoiding it. There's so many, so much exposure to so many things in our environment around us. It's inevitable. And yeah. I think it's easy to feel like we have to protect them and not have a filter. It's just learning like different ways to acknowledge the filters and challenge ourselves. Like, okay, why why do I believe things in this way or why am I assuming this I think as long as we can like just continue to like ask ourselves those questions have the insight Mm -hmm. to self-reflect and be like okay is this something that really is coming from me or am I just perceiving this from somewhere outside and I think those are the tools that we need to teach our children to just think for themselves and learn to question themselves and and not in a like um over obsessing way because they need to trust as well but um Mm -hmm. maybe that's where a lot of this like practice kind of comes from you know Mm, yeah totally and I love how you say that because there is a whole lot of fear of like them taking on filters we don't want them to and right but you're right there is no like there's no perfect way to put them in a bubble and protect them from that really no no and ultimately do we really want them how to like be out there in the world exactly Exactly. Mm-hmm. And really like, oh my gosh, motherhood's been a crazy lesson and had for me how to do that. Yeah. Really? It's been, it keeps calling me to reflect as well. And you know, when I catch a belief that's not serving me anymore or a pattern, yeah, it, it calls me to just check in on that yeah, and see how I can reframe that or start to unravel it and let yes. it go. And I think we all have those. And I think that's why seeking is a great gift to teach our kids to be curious, to ask questions, to be inquisitive, you know, because that's where we learn the most, you know, when we just get interested in ourselves and try to figure things out and want to understand ourselves deeper, man, that's where the growth and the lessons come from because 
you know how we were saying before, like we can't blame our you know, upbringing and childhood for who we are today. Like they yeah. did the best they can at that time. We're doing the best we can at this time. And yeah. it's just, it's all just an evolving process. And it's beautiful that we get to go on this journey together as a family, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think sometimes, you know, oh my goodness, like that's just so loaded in so many different layers, like trying to avoid pain and, you know, only, we can only be happy. That's the only success in life is to be happy. But really, you know, the, the downfalls and the challenges and the painful moments and the shadows, it's the gift to unwrap that, right? And to really oh. step even more fully into just who we are. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is this whole challenge and like, trying not to control, right? Trusting yeah. that them falling into this, them they're stumbling, their mistakes, or, you know, that is part of what helps them understand themselves. And right. Life. And our mistakes. Right. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. part of their journey. Right. And yeah. part of their learning. Like I, always hear people say that you kind of like raise your kids to be better versions of yourselves, you know, and that doesn't mean they're going to be these like, um, individuals who make no mistakes and have no fears and who don't fall. And it's just now have a bit that we've learned and then they're going to continue to teach us because they're taking what we've learned and scale it to the next level. Like hallelujah. It's all about raising better generations to learn from what we've gone through, but hell, they're going to still need to learn what they need to go through, you know? Mm. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I love it. But like, what else, what also a beautiful gift to be there for them to be hopefully, if not the only person they they turn to, but one of the people when they need to figure it out, you know, Mm -hmm. to work through it. And if we can offer some understanding, Mm -hmm. I have started reading a book that I think you're really going to like. Oh, cool. Oh yeah. Seven spiritual laws or principles, I think of parenting. Oh, neato. Yeah. And I mean, I'm still like going through it. It's, it's really interesting how it's laid out. But one of the things that stuck with me was reflecting on choices. Mm. And I started using that verbiage recently as like kind of a way to show Isla my things I've learned from mistakes or choices that I have made. Hey, Isla, I chose this. That didn't work to see how I made a choice and it didn't need to be right or wrong, but that didn't work for me. Or Mm -hmm. we start, I try to give her just some, it doesn't go like, she's not blowing my mind, but you've just kind of started to get her in that habit of this. You get to make a choice. And what do you think of that choice? Let's watch for how that turned out. Did you Mm -hmm. like that or did you not? And just kind of being more aware of the, uh, essentially that our choices have, react or our choices have effects or yes that what we choose to do is going to affect a situation in different ways right so I think that is part of this like self-awareness and understanding that we have it reignites that power I think within us that we don't just need to let go of control to other people um we do need to let go of control of other people but we don't need to give away our self-control to others right and we have like that ability to choose how we want to react or what we want to do in a situation to that will affect 
us ultimately, you know, right. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's huge. Yeah. It's really, really it's like that. Starting to play with it. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, when I dropped Phoenix off at daycare today, it was interesting. We were just kind of getting into the social media chat because um, yeah. her daughter is twelve, and um, just going through, she just has noticed a big shift, at least from when she was growing up. Uh, she grew up in Newfoundland. Um, right to now just how out there social media is and how that also like really affects how we view situations and what we think is the norm. And I don't even know how this relates to what we were just talking about, but I just find it so (laughs) fascinating because, you know, since kind of slowing down and pausing down, I've been pretty much non-existent on social media. And It feels so good because no one is immune to like feeling the effects of social media, right? It's become like a great marketing tool and a way to like showcase ourselves. But I think sometimes it takes away from things as well, you know? So it's interesting. Yeah. Like A, from the, uh, yes, it is this ultimate like comparison mode. Like yeah. it is almost impossible to police yourself from feeling better than or less than on social media, whether right. or not, like, especially I've been like so pulled in as an entrepreneur needing to like showcase myself and be present and be visible and be public that way. But then also as like a teenager coming into yourself and into the world and your individuality with this thing that shows you constantly every time you look at it how different you are or how equal you are or mm-hmm. whatever it's mm-hmm. cool to compare yourself mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur it's like you try to like it's hard to I mean sometimes I think that social media can be great for inspiration, but then you also kind of still get pulled into this needing to reflect or copy or be like, mm. or be liked or be successful or. Right. Right. Talk, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's another that. one of these like, you know, tying back to these environmental filters that we have to learn how to cope with them and deal with them. And I think a big part of it is going to be teaching our children as well. Um, And for us too, like I think just even I know going into motherhood the first time, like it definitely set me for a bit of a loop because you Mm -hmm. just get so people have a platform to express themselves so much more freely, which is great and it's healthy, but it's also tough because you're then needing to filter through so many messages, some being more bold than others. And then that makes you question yourself and yada, yada, yada. So it's like, um, it's just interesting. Cause I feel like I'm in this state where it's like, okay, what do like, where am I at? What's my relationship with social media? I'm getting yep. ready for baby number two haven't even announced on my personal Facebook that I'm pregnant <laughs> and I'm about to pop. So I was like, okay, that's crazy. Cause I'm going to yeah. like, do I introduce baby and be like, surprise. <laughs> if you didn't know, all of a sudden I got a baby. It's not nine months. Like, oh my yeah. gosh. But yeah, it's just, I feel like I'm in this like dichotomy right now where it's like, I mm-hmm. understand social media and it's really great. But at the same time, when I like 
don't have it in my life, I'm so much more confident and like yes. um, into my own self because I'm yep. not constantly like comparing myself and my every thought to someone else's. Yes. And like, if you didn't, oh my God, it like fucks my brain up sometimes. Mm -hmm. Just like how stressed out you can get of like, oh, I didn't wish all of these people happy birthday on Facebook. So I don't like them enough if right. I don't do that. Right. Or I didn't advertise my anniversary or I didn't advertise XYZ mm -hmm. events in my life on Facebook. Oh, yeah. It didn't happen. Oh yeah. I've had family come and say, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't post on your wall. I'm like, uh, it's okay. <laughs> like, you know, but it's you? like, we've literally become so ingrained that like, we have to, we have to be present on there. And I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. It's just crazy. It's like totally like throwing me for a loop right now. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I'm also, yeah, removing myself a bit more from the social media yeah. and really trying to only tap into like really inspiration. It's great for connecting and finding I out know. about events, but I also whatever know. happened to the day when you called up the fucking person and said, Hey, right. want to come to this thing with me right. or this birthday party or right. like whatever. Right. Like, yeah. anyway, yeah. I know Anton and I were having conversations about that the other night too. Like it's oh, from, funny. from actually being present yeah. and prioritizing the important people in our life because yeah. it's, you should just know because it's on Facebook or it's not real if it's not on Facebook. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. I know. I just needed to like get that out because it's just, it's a, I feel like it's an ongoing conversation, right? Just yeah. the beautiful aspects of social media and the darker side and you learn from both. It's there. It's not going yeah. anywhere. Well, so exactly. it's just another one of those things that I think over time we will learn how to adapt and and that's what, uh, going back to our children, that's what we will be able to give to them, right? Is like how to filter through it, how to embrace it, how to be aware of it, and just to catch harmony with it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, and this is the thing too, like the ultimate, I think, of one of the catalysts in creating like the Mighty Mom movement or even just trying to have these conversations mm -hmm. was knowing where I went when I got caught up in that comparison yeah, yeah. and I lost myself. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's been a series of events of things then trying to build this momentum and catching back up with and coming back into who I really am, mm -hmm. what really matters to me, what I really want, and really just being able to trust and look within. So bringing us back to this magic of like my tool of the tarot is my right. way to tap into and trust an inner voice within me. And also really excited. I forgot to tell you, I'm going to be hosting an expressive dance event. Because mm. that was also where Mighty came from for me was um, at the Loving Myself Loudly retreat. Mm and the ecstatic dance or expressive dance session. And I just, yes. like, that is my connection to self and right. to trusting, just listening and reacting to or responding to this inner light within me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? There needs to be more of that. I need more of that in my life. So I'm going to put this out there for other people to join me. Mm -hmm. and then we're going to come dance with the divine that exists within all of us. Amazing. <laughs> 
I love it. I wish I could come. I know. Maybe we'll have to do like a little live video and you can just yeah, join right. it. That. Good for you. Well, that's what it's, that's it, right? I think it's just bringing ourselves back to that because you're right. It's really easy to like jump ship and go sail so far away and I'm really trying to be mindful of that this second time because, man, I've got some, like, you know, there's scars for sure. And they've healed up. I've, you know, used a lot of salve over the last 20 months, but um, just they're there and they're visible and that's okay. It's part of my story, but it brings back those emotions sometimes and fears and, so I think it's just trying to learn from what I went through last time to better prep myself this time. And one thing is really trying to build support. I have been like heavy on to just reaching out and building support because that's the one thing that I think I didn't have the first time. Oh, yeah. I had no support and that was really tough. And then it was just the confidence in all my decisions and stuff like that. So that I think just reconnecting, taking that time for me. And part of removing myself from social media a bit is helping me honor that confidence, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I felt, I feel like I had a similar, those were my similar challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Into motherhood. And I feel like, feel like progressively it's easy to isolate when you are struggling or hitting a wall on something Mm -hmm. and I know for me that is the worst thing for me to do oh yeah I enjoy my solitude right exactly Mm -hmm. but then the stories get out of control and they're not necessarily always true so I need what we have these Mm -hmm. conversations to work through the shit and not too much in my own head because I can really get trapped in there oh for sure and I was kind of thinking like I think a big part of like, I don't know, who knows where things will, things will evolve to at one point, but I just kind of had this random thought that it is really hard to ask for help. Yeah. Even though we feel like we need it, it's really hard to ask for it. And I feel like sometimes we just need people or something to ask us, to check in with us, Mm. be the ones who come and just show up with something or don't ask and just drop food off at the door. Or, you know, like instead of like my neighbor, Tammy, she's just been such a light because she just constantly every couple of days or once a week, whatever it is, just says, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Do you need anything? And it's just nice because I know that everybody's here for me and everyone's around, but having someone to actually check in regularly, it feels yeah. good because I think it's, it's easy to forget to reach out. But when people yeah. are constantly coming into your circle then you have more opportunity to tell them what you need. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Well, you know what though, too, like part of it is the perception of being aware when we do get these people pop into our lives because sometimes we can also, it, it depends on where it's coming from, but it's, it's catching ourselves when we turn that away. Ah, yes. Yes. Like when we don't receive it. Yes. Right. 
Yeah. Yes. Sometimes we're trying to give, but yeah. if we're not appreciative or showing the gratitude or catching that that even happened, we either dismiss it or we turn it away. No, 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 no. Let's take them up on it. Hello. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's so easy to be like, Oh my God, I'm drowning. Like, and that someone says, what can I do? And you're like, no, 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 it's all good. I got this. Like I have yeah. a friend who that is the anthem. And it's like, you just, you know, word vomited how much help you need or how much you're struggling. And then yeah. everybody offers to bring soup or something and you just turn everybody away. And it's right. just tough because you're like, ah, like, you know. I like, to help but, you. You deserve this. But I guess maybe the help they need is just that verbal support also. Well, that too. But then here's the thing that we need to kind of catch ourselves on. I feel like there's this pattern of um, there's a shame in receiving and, and accepting what people want to give you. Right. But if you look at this like law of attraction or even just the universe, the universe needs a clear path to give something. But if you deflect you know, like receiving even the littlest things, like, um, you know, a compliment even. Right. Hey, that just looks nice. Oh, this, oh, I got it on sale. Don't worry. It's not important. I'm right. not special. It was, you know, somebody gave it to me or it's a hand-me-down or it was only $5. Say thank you. That is just a, sh- a small way to show the universe that you will accept the thing that you're asking mm. for, the things that you deserve to receive, right? Yes. Are worthy of so all. true. Or when we do, it's funny, I had to catch myself because I was chit-chatting with a neighbor and she's like, is there anything you need? I'm like, actually, like, you know, our our babysitter fell through and his parents fell through. We're supposed to attend like a birth night tonight. Um, do you think you could watch Phoenix essentially? And then it just was like bird, like crickets, right? Until later today. So I was like, oh my gosh, like how dare I ask? Like on a whim, she's just offering help. And here I am like grabbing a hold of her and you know, <laughs> getting her just to come over last minute. You know, your mind starts going there. And then I get a text, you know, a couple hours ago that's like, sorry, went to bed earlier. Oh my gosh. So sorry. Can't, I can't believe I can't help you. And I just offered help. Like she's going through the motions too, but it's crazy. Like sometimes the minute we request help, we feel guilty for it. Like we shouldn't have, or we have to catch ourselves because it's like, okay, if she can't, she'll tell me she can't. And that's okay. There's nothing exactly asking though. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing, like it's, and we have to appreciate that those persons, like that they were truthful and they, they stuck up for their boundary or whatever, we're honest yeah. about it, yes. right? So yeah. exactly. And that's okay, but it takes practice and it's okay that we're going to keep getting stuck there. I do all the time too. Mm-hmm. I really want to do this thing tomorrow night, but I've had to ask my mother-in-law to help out extra on Thursday and Friday because Anton's working a shit ton this week. He's working nights and everything. And so anyway, there's part of me that that is probably a bit much to ask, but I haven't even bothered because I, you know, also part of the, her pattern is to not be honest and just always say yes, even when she can't. But yeah, there is, it's, it's okay to get the hangups, but I think part of our duty is to just question maybe the hangups. Where does this come from? Yeah. Is what I believe right now true? And is it serving me? 
Mm. And what can I start to do about that differently in the future? Like you say, it takes this practice of like, you got to the point where you said, yeah, hell yes. Could you actually help me with this thing? And it wasn't comfortable, but you're going to try again and you're yeah. going to keep getting better at it. It's going to yeah. keep getting easier. So true. Cause I think that's the big thing I learned the first time. Right. And I'm really trying I'm just really trying to learn from my first experience because I know isolating myself was just what sent me to the brink, you know, like, man, oh man. So it's true. It's just accepting and being open to receiving the help that's around us. And that's a big part of it all. Right. And that's, Maybe the new journey that this child is going to teach me right now is how to begin to learn to ask for and receive. And then who knows if I have a third, it's like, oh, I'm starting to get the hang of this. But the thing is, it's, it's a process. Everything is a process. And we have to remember that because it can be so easy to just feel like we failed or something because we haven't gotten it all streamlined yet and figured out and you know like throwing the towel but yeah yeah it's an eternal process i have to wrap up and go to work but i want to i drew a card oh yay yeah before we started and i drew uh strength oh i want you to tell me what you think you see here can you see it clearly enough um so it looks like a woman who's kind of beside a lion mm-hmm. and kind of brushing up to him with sun kind of radiating in from the side. Yeah. Yeah. What does that wow. kind of symbolize for you? What do you get from that? Well, the picture looks like a male lion for one. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then a woman just so gracefully standing beside him, honoring Mm -hmm. her own like inner strength and stuff. Um, So yeah, I think it's just like tapping in to the strength that we all have within us and knowing that we can all stand beside one another and um, that no male or female energy or strength is higher than another um that we kind of just have like this innate strength within all of us that looks differently um and that i guess we can embrace one another and i think that's a big part of it is just seeing seeing the strengths in each other not maybe where we fall in short or things like that it's just really embracing what we can gain from each other so that right we can try to come more together. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I love where you went with that. Hard too much with like the male line and the female line or the female. No. Absolutely. I'm, I'm picking up on that. I love that. I absolutely love where you went with that. Like this divine feminine and divine masculine exists within both of us. And they're both a strength. They are. Strength doesn't just have to be masculine and it's not just feminine. Mm-hmm. It can be the, the harmony of the two and the balance of the two and mm-hmm. embracing both within ourselves yeah, and within each other. Grace when we yeah. embrace them both, right? Yeah. And there's a bit of humility and grace and um, 
it's just, yeah, I think my husband, like Andrew's been going through something similar with work and it's just, I think it's just finding, yeah, the grace in those tough moments and, Mm -hmm. and recognizing sometimes harnessing that like crazy masculine energy is necessary. And sometimes just relaxing into that, like she's just standing there so calmly and just present. And sometimes that energy is needed too, but they both live within both of us, you know? I love it. Mm-hmm. In the book, we have strength endurance. I can go the distance and know that everything occurs in divine appropriate timing. I have courage as I manifest miracles. When I allow spirit to work through me, I am strong enough to move mountains and overcome any obstacle inside or out. Mm. I really love where you went with that. Yeah. That. Yeah. Cool. Well, I love the opportunity to to understand it for yourself before going, okay, what does this card mean? Yeah. And I really feel like that's, for me, that's the magic and the power of tarot tarot for me. Absolutely. This mean to me. Yeah. That's the opportunity to reflect and to see like, okay, where am I at right now? Or, you know, and what is this an opportunity to remind myself of that? And you already know inside. Exactly. Exactly. It's funny. more. Yes. So true. Um, it's just interesting that you pull that card because yesterday at the end of the massage, she's like, okay, take a minute for yourself, you know? And I remember just looking up the ceiling and I was like, you've got this, you know? And I totally tried to just tap into my strength inside, remind myself that it's there. I think that was the big thing is that just, just had to remember that I have it. And it's easy to feel like we haven't prepared enough or that we haven't done enough. We're not ready enough to to take things on, but all we need to do is remind ourselves that we already have it. And that's just was my big lesson yesterday because I'm like, I haven't thought about birth. I haven't thought about my labor. And it's like, I've already got the strength in me, right? It's like, it's already there. I just have to remember, I don't need to do anything to get there. Exactly. Exactly. So I love it. Love, love. I love it. I love this. Thank you so much. This yeah, just made my week. <laughs> Have a lovely day. Um, let's thank definitely you. touch base soon. Yes, please. All right. Love you, girl. Love you too. Hey, Mighty Mamas. Thank you for joining us today and sharing in the conversation. If you're picking up what we're putting down, leave us a review and let us know what you think. If you think this is just the medicine that a friend or a fellow Mighty Mom needs, share the love and share this episode with them as well. And if there's something else you would like us to talk about or would like us to know, uh, please comment below and we will do our best to get back to each and every one of you and explore all of the different topics and challenges that we encounter in motherhood. Lots of love. Together we are stronger. Um, So let's all just come together and um, embrace this crazy ride of motherhood um, as one. Yeah, we are so grateful for you guys for being here and just being part of this. All right. Till next time. Peace.